Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We're keeping the Atlanta Falcons conversation rolling as we head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Welcome in our buddy Joe Patrick, who I know is very happy today. About a half hour ago, a big sigh of relief. Joe, how we doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, Chris. I feel exhausted after the Ohio State-Penn State game. Uh, there was also a big UFC card, which just wrapped up. Uh, it's been it's been a, it's been a, a uh, an A plus sports day so far, and we still got Tennessee here beating Alabama. So it's there's just so much happening. And then, of course, Atlanta United coming up later. So, a lot going on. Yeah, and then tomorrow, obviously, no rest for the Wicked as an all-important divisional matchup for our Falcons. All right, Joe, let me ask you this because we were just discussing this on the show and I took some calls on it. I was doing some uh, research for the game, and uh, I saw an article that said the, the key to this game is first to 21 points wins because if you look at the Falcons on the road, they can't score, and the Bucks haven't been able to score the last couple of weeks. What do you make of that? First to 21 points is your winner. Yeah, I mean, that that kind of feels right to me. I mean, I, I don't know if it's going to be 21, but it certainly seems like one of those games where you just, at least from a Falcons perspective, I, I think the goal for the team overall is just like, be sound. Don't give the game away. We've seen this team go on the road and, you know, have tons of turnovers. Obviously, that came up and bit them last week as well, even though that game was at home. But I think what this team will be focused on is just not giving it away. And typically, when you go into a game like that, you're probably not going to light up the scoreboard. And I think that this team has a lot of confidence in its defense, the way that they performed so far this season, that they're going to be able to hold a, a Baker Mayfield-led offense that doesn't really have a great running game, that they're going to be able to hold an offense like that to under 21 points. So I think that's generally about right. I certainly think that that's the way I'm looking at it. And I think that you know, it will be a step forward for Desmond Ritter more than anybody if they can go down on the road, collect a win, not turn the ball over. And no matter how the score turns out at the end, if you do all those things, then you're going to be you know, coming home happy. So obviously a tough week for both the coach and the quarterback after what was a disastrous performance versus Washington. How was the vibe at Flowery Branch this week? How did they respond? You know, I thought that the vibe was actually um, quite positive. I, I think that it's one of those things that I think a lot of fans won't quite understand, but you, you know, so here's the, here, 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 here's what's going on, Chris. I think that the team was actually generally encouraged by what they saw against Washington. Now the team is also extremely frustrated with how that game went down because it was a game where, because they liked what they saw, like they, they felt like they played well enough to win and they gave it away. They, they, they gave it away in the most embarrassing way possible, particular, particularly for a coaching staff, just in, again, all those operational issues that they have that have been well-documented on this station for uh, the last week. Uh, but I think that 
long term, the coaches see that stuff that they like as a positive going forward for them, frankly, going into this game against Tampa Bay. And so I think that they're encouraged by the way the passing game is developing. And I have to agree with them. I mean, I think that despite the fact that you did have these turnovers, um, some of them were kind of fluky. Some of them were, you know, you, you never know. I don't want to pin it all on Desmond Ritter, but I just generally think that this team was able to move the ball up and down the field in ways that we have not seen in the first four games of the season in particular. Even though you won a couple of those games against Green Bay and Carolina, they still weren't like moving the ball kind of as easily as they really were in those last two games, obviously against the Texans and then even in the loss against the commander. So I think that there, there is a lot of optimism within the team. And I, it just sounds weird to say that. And I feel like I need to explain it all like that because it was such an ugly loss and a really disappointing and deflating one to happen last week at home. Um, But Hey, I think, you, you, you know, I think all that bad kind of feeling goes away if you can get this win, because then you take control of the NFC South, you know, you put yourself there and then you also kind of also slay this like psychological dragon that you have of not being able to win away from Mercedes-Benz stadium, which this team has not done since week three of last year. It's been over a calendar year since the team's won on the road. Yeah. And the difficult task for me, Joe, is going to be establishing the run once again as the identity of the team, because I know Vita Vey is a little banged up, but even if he doesn't go, that defensive front for the Bucks is still very strong. So I don't oh, yeah. know if this is going to be the week to get Bajan back over 100 yards rushing and Algier, you know, 70, 75 and a touchdown. I think they're going to have to be creative once again to get to get in the end zone. Yeah, no, I think you're totally right, Chris. I mean, I think that what this team is kind of what is ailing this offense actually is not as much Desmond Ritter as we'd like to think. And it's more of this running game. And, and it's because of the lack of the ability to run, which is why Ritter is ending up having to throw the ball, you know, 45 times a game or whatever it's been these, these last two weeks. I mean, he's dropped back and thrown it quite a bit and a lot more than he ever has in his Falcons career. Um, but it's because you're not able to get this running game going. And I have to think that Arthur Smith is going to be able to, you know, get them going eventually. I, will, will it happen this week? I don't know, but you know, he really is, I mean, if there's one kind of unique characteristic about Arthur Smith, it is an ability to scheme up a running game. And this offensive line is a dynamic one that they like, they can move. Like it's not a big kind of road grader style of offensive line personnel wise that the team has. These guys like to get kind of East and West, create a lot of movement. And that then that ends up creating holes for the backs. Um, but they haven't been able to really do that as effectively this year. And I, I don't, I'm not smart enough to be able to pinpoint exactly as to why, but I think that that's definitely something, you know, that these guys feel like they have to get going if they want to be at their best, which is, you know, to, to, to keep control of games. And if they are able to do that, they're going to find themselves far, not nearly as often playing in situations like they have been, uh, especially against Washington where they're down trying to come back from behind. Talking all things Falcons with our buddy Joe Patrick here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, so I went and also looked ahead at uh, Mike Evans' stats against the Falcons. And oh, gosh. Wow. I mean, he has, <laughs> I think he has 10 touchdowns and like 1,300 yards and 16 games played against the Falcons. It's The numbers are out of this world. So what do the Falcons do on defense to stop him? Um. I don't know what you got, Chris. <laughs> you pray, right. you, you, uh, you, you just. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm kind of joking here. Obviously, it's it's just a tough te- test against Mike Evans. And any, I, 
I don't know why he performed so much better against the Falcons than, than some other teams, but let's be honest. I mean, the guy is going to be a, a major factor for every team that goes up against the Buccaneers of how do you, you know, limit this guy because he creates so many mismatches for opposing cornerbacks, especially guys, you know, we see these kind of defensive backs getting smaller and lighter to try to keep up with some of these speedy guys coming into the league. And he is just kind of a, a very different kind of receiver, kind of like what, you know, the Falcons have in their receiving core, especially with a guy like Drake London. But uh, you know, it's just, it's just tough. I, I do think that the Falcons have some corners that are on the more physical side with Jeff Okuda and, and AJ Terrell. I think that those guys, uh, can give him a little bit better test. But, of course, A.J. Terrell is one who's gotten burned by Mike Evans quite a bit. So maybe you do try to match up Jeff Okuda a little bit more, who probably is a little bit better right on the line of scrimmage. And we see Ryan Nielsen is not afraid to use his corners just very aggressively, kind of you know going into combat with these wide receivers right from the line of scrimmage. And so I think that they're just going to have to try to harass him. And, and you hope that, you know, with a, a veteran safety over the top of, of these, these corners like Jesse Bates, that you get some kind of decent coverage so you don't at least get the top loan off of you. But I think that um, it's going to help the fact that Tampa Bay just does not really have an effective running game. And, and since Nate Lambin has come into this defense, we've really seen the Falcons team not really struggling to, to stop the run. And so hopefully that makes them a little bit more one-dimensional and hopefully that helps you keep track of Mike Evans because, man, I've seen that guy burn us way too many times. Yeah, he's made a career out of it, honestly. So, ba- so Baker Mayfield – His stats aren't incredible if you look at them, but when you look at some of the advanced metrics, he's actually playing really, really well. He has an interception rate of 1.9 and a sack rate of 3%, which are like in the top two or three in the league for the position. So what do you think the game plan is to contain him? Yeah, I mean, I think that the difference in Baker Mayfield this year is just exactly what you just described there. It's He's playing a very different style game. I think when people think of Baker Mayfield a lot, you think of him kind of dropping back and rolling out and creating time for himself before he launches it downfield. And that's really not been the kind of game that he's been playing at Tampa. Um, he's been playing a much more kind of um, – I don't know the word for it, but he's just – kind of staying within himself, staying within the offense. They're doing some more RPO actions, which I think are helping him just make easy reads. And, you know, if they're able to have success with that, then it's going to be a long day for the Falcons. But the the fortunate thing, I think, with this defense is that I, I think that it is a, a much better equipped to deal with those styles of offenses. I think that um, it's more I worry about the Falcons defense. Where I do worry about them is kind of with some of the, the deeper stuff down the field, which – um, fortunately, they haven't you know, been exploited too much yet, but I even think Sam Howell had some more opportunities um, to, to hurt the Falcons than he ended up connecting with. But, um, I, you know, I think that it's going to – you, you got to try to find ways to get Baker Mayfield off rhythm, like out of structure, and make him try to improvise. Because that's typically in his career when, when he's made those mistakes is when he's trying to play that hero ball like he was able to do really effectively when he was in college. So if the Falcons can do that, I think they'll be in good shape. All right, Joe, last one, gut check time. What's your prediction for tomorrow? So I think the Falcons are going to surprise people, and I do think that they're going to win this game really closely. I I think that um, they feel like they've got a point to prove. Like I said, I think that they're confident going into this game. I think that they feel like they can have some success against this team. And uh, if I had to put a score prediction on it, I might say, uh, you know, I'll use that 23. I'll say 23 to 21. I think they'll just get right over that number. You know what the over-under is for this game, Joe? 30, I have no idea. What is it? 37. 
Wow, that is low. So which there was is, that implied, like thir- twenty to seventeen. That's the implied score there. Something like that. Which which wow. is why that magic number of twenty one that we talked yeah. about earlier, I think, is so important. All right, Joe, appreciate yep. it as always. Enjoy the rest of the college football and enjoy the game tomorrow, my friend. All right, thanks for having me on, Chris. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color, starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.